If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now, here's Coach Clarence. All right, everybody, good to be back. This is Coach Clarence. This is Fit Over 40. And I enjoy being able to bring people on who change people's lives and have a good story. And um, that's what it's all about. And um, a lot of you who are over 40, which is my audience, who want to maybe start a, a little side hustle or a new business and branding is important. So since I wing it and then I get to meet cool people who give me tweaks, I'm going to let you guys talk to our professional. Her name is Mary Henson, and she is a transformational leader, internationally recognized personal branding and online business specialist. Mary helps service industry experts systematize, digitize, commercialize their knowledge, wisdom, and skills into scalable and profitable online businesses and a brand so they can become an authority in their niche or industry. So what's going on, Mary, from down under? How are you, Coach Clarence? <laughs> What's <Good>. happening? <laughs> Good. So um, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you got to where you are now, and we'll go from there. Okay. So I essentially help very ambitious, self-led, heart-centered industry experts. Um, I, help, I help them systemize, digitalize and commercialize their knowledge, wisdom and skill into a go-to brand and a business as well, predominantly an online coaching business. Um, and, you know, Clarence, it's interesting because what I do today is actually based on the things that I can do with ease and grace. And I've learned all of these aspects of my current business today over a course of 22 years, which essentially means I have over 40,000 hours of expertise in what I do. But you know, Clarence, that's exactly what I teach my clients. You know, so anyone that has accumulated knowledge, wisdom, and skills, to me, that is currency. That's a gold mine that so many people are sitting on and they're doing nothing with it. Um, and so my career, you know, the height of my career started in 2000 in the tech industry. And I had this amazing opportunity, this sliding door moment where I recognized back then oh my God, if I could actually solve this problem, you know, I could position myself as a brand in the tech industry and be known as a complex problem solver for that one particular area. I ended up solving that problem and I knew that I could command my demand, which I did. And I got headhunted by lots of other tech companies, one in particular from California, you know, which led to the real height of my career. I had a massive sales team. I was VP of sales Asia Pacific for a big tech company based out in California. And, um, you know, I worked there. I built businesses. I built sales people. Sales and tech are in my blood. And then in 2005, I transitioned into my own business. This is my third startup. 
you know, the first one was transitioning into building uh, tech peripherals like laptop bags, cables, things of that nature, uh, selling them into retail. It was my brand. And then I transitioned into building a software company with the same brand um, and we targeted the academic sector. There was a void there in building membership systems or web-based membership systems. So I had my company for seven years until I realized that this is just not my purpose. I am not meant to be running a software company. I had that for seven years, as I said. It's a, I, I did extremely well. I built it into a multi-seven-figure business. And I decided that that was just not where I wanted to be for the rest of my life. I love humans. I love working with humans. I'm passionate about transformation. Um, and I left my business. I merged it with another business. I, that was There's a whole story behind that. But then um, it took me three years to design the system that I have now and transition into a full-time coach, which was 2015. And today, that is, as I said, what I call the love of my life. My vocation is what is what I can do with ease and grace, and it is very much based on uh, the three loves of my life. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's dig into this. I'm let's pretend I'm a client. This would be a perfect thing, and I'm I decided I wanted to deal with people fit over forty, and that's my purpose. So, what is your definition of person? Person purpose? Excuse me. And how would you uh, consult me on that since I'm doing a startup? Are you, are you, are you, did you ask me what is my definition of purpose? Correct. Oh, yes, I love that topic. Um, you know, this is the thing that I learned, Clarence. You know, I had a um, two mentors for 12 months, one of which was a, a professor in philosophy. And when I left my software company, I was really lost, like really, really lost. And this mentor really helped me really define purpose in a very succinct and just an elegant way. And what I realized as we were unfolding Mary, so to speak, is that Mary had accumulated a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom, a lot of skill. I had natural gifts and talents as well. When I could see all of that inventory, that internal inventory, that is who I am in my natural state of being, in there was, therein lied my purpose. So purpose for me is not looking for it. Purpose to me is an accumulation of all of this beautiful inventory that we already possess. The question is, what are we going to do with it? And once we can see our internal inventory like that, then we can start to ask our, ourselves a question and a very important question, not only what am I going to do with this inventory, but how can I solve a complex problem in the world? Who can I serve? What can I promise? And when we can start to ask those type of pragmatic questions, become highly aware of the the, the currency that we already have inside of us, that is a game changer. And for me, that is purpose. I love it. Okay, so um, what is important about brand and more importantly, what is important about a personal brand? Well, a personal brand, again, is to, I'm just going to leverage off what I just said. And the thing is, a lot of people mistake personal branding for being famous. And, and you probably, you know, you we read it all the time. I can help you build your personal brand. 
I just want to clarify something. We cannot build our brand. I, Mary, you, Clarence, cannot build your personal brand. You can only define it. My audience, my tribe, my clients, they're the ones that are building my brand because for me to be a personal brand, I also need brand advocates, okay? I can only define it. So when I'm looking at a personal brand, what I'm looking at is how do I look at Clarence and how do I turn his natural state of being into a solution, into stories, uh, into the true nature of who Clarence is and what Clarence can bring into the world that is of value, that can solve problems, uh, that can uh, promise an outcome. That, to me, is what personal brand is actually wrapped around. It's not about fame at all. It actually couldn't be further from the truth. But when we can actually show up as our authentic, natural self, that's where personal, that's, that's the power of personal branding. Because don't forget, people want to deal with people that they resonate with. They don't want to deal with a corporate brand. They want to deal with the individual. And when you can show up and you're sharing stories and knowledge and you're staying in your lane and you're clear on the value that you can bring into the world based on your life experience, your passions, etc. People will be drawn to that, that, that they're the people that will say, I want to work with Clarence. I love the way he shows up. I love his authenticity. I love blah, blah, blah. And that's what people are drawn to. People are not drawn to my frameworks. They know that I've got a system behind the scenes. They know I can solve their, 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 their problems. But if they don't like me, Clarence, there's no chance that anyone will want to work with me. That makes sense. Uh, that definitely makes sense. Um, so how do you take once you've got a purpose and a brand, how do you commercialize it and scale it? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And this is and there are many parts to this. So and if, 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 if it's OK, I just want to kind of walk through just the macro parts because it's very important. And it's not just about creating branding as in like the colors and the fonts and social media. That's just one aspect of it. Because if, as you say, if we can't commercialize it, well, what do we do with it? Like seriously, what do you actually do with a brand if it can't convert into dollars? So let's yeah. be pragmatic here and let's ask ourselves, what do we do? Now we've defined who we are as a brand. We understand what we stand for. We know what it is that we do. We know who it is we can serve. We also know what we can promise. Okay, so the next part is, well, how are we going to support that brand? Because the brand needs something to back it. If someone's going to come to Clarence, they're going to, they're going to want a solution to a problem, right? They've got a problem. They, they believe that you've got a solution to the problem since you're putting yourself out there in the public arena and you're making claims. So now we have to support that. We have to have a systemized approach in our solution, whether it be an online program, whether it be we have frameworks, whether we, be, we run workshops. But at the end of the day, Clarence, let me tell you what people are looking for. They're looking for results and outcomes. They're not looking just for deliverables and they're certainly not looking for more education. They're looking for results and they're looking for outcomes in the shortest way possible. So this is why whatever it is that we can do with ease and grace, we also need to be able to systemize it so that we can replicate, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, that everyone that actually uses the formula, it basically they get an outcome and a result. 
Now, once that's defined, then we need to figure out, well, how do we scale that? I mean, because, you know, doing one-on-one coaching, that's not a scalable model. Yeah, sure, you can ask for $50,000, $100,000 per person and you might say, hey, I'm happy with five clients here making five hundred grand. i am okay with that. Amazing. But what about those that want to scale? Well, maybe now we need to think about other models that we need to incorporate in our business. You know, hybrid model, you know, group coaching, one-on-one workshops, training, keynotes. Like what, what, what do those layers actually look like in order for us to scale our business? And the other part is building ecstatic brand experiences in the form of digital assets. So it's not just our website. Website's just one part of it. You know, and it's 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 the 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 experience we give our prospects that are not clients yet so that we stay top of mind. So the question is, the assets that you're building for the public facing world, these are still prospects that are 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 getting are, are getting acquainted with your brand. How do you stay top of mind at the end of that journey? So what are you doing to bring massive value to that prospect to make them think, wow, Clarence is unbelievable. What I just experienced, if this is what he gives away for free, oh my God. Okay. So all these digital assets have to transpire into ecstatic brand experiences. And the fourth part is um, your the layers in your lead generation strategy. So, so the next question is, how do I become omnipresent in the eyes of my target audience? Not how I become omnipresent to feed my ego. Forget that. That that actually is so yesterday. All this worshipping the ego and being famous and influencers, that is just so yesterday. What we have to think as business owners, we have to be really smart here. How do I become omnipresent in the eyes of my target audience? So now I need to know where is my target audience in the buying cycle? Where do they hang out? Where do I need to show up so they can hear me, so they can see me, they can feel me and stick to those platforms only. So if you know that your target audience is on LinkedIn and maybe, you know, a specific podcast in a genre, well, that would be the focus, wouldn't it? Because in your target audience's mind, you're everywhere. You're not everywhere. It's just that they hang out in those places. So we need layers in our lead generation strategy. We can't put our eggs in one basket. There's one thing that a lot of people miss when they're actually building a business, Clarence, and that is once you've done all of that and you've implemented all of those moving parts and now you're ready to rock and roll, you're putting yourself out there on social media, creating amazing ecstatic content, people are loving it, you're pulling people into your ecosystem. The thing is we have to become that. This is a very important part of the process. We have to become that. We have to transcend through limitations. We have to transcend through the ego. We have to transcend through what I call the mind virus. The mind virus is the part of us that says, you can't do it. Who do you think you are? You're not this. You're not that. You know, the procrastinator, the one that that, that it, it pulls us back. So we have to learn how to penetrate through that noise so that we can always, always show up as our authentic self and deliver the message that we want to deliver out into the world. So commercialization is not just about, hey, how do I get a client? You can see just by me explaining, there's a lot of moving parts that need to be implemented so that you can be seen and heard as the go-to expert. Got it. All right. So tell me about the 10,000 rule and why is that so important? 
Well, I introduced that rule, Clarence, a while ago because I found that uh, when I um, started to become very visible, a lot of people wanted to book conversations with me and most of those people, what they really wanted was to be famous for being famous, you know, like we're looking at the next the next round of Kardashians. And I just couldn't think of anything worse. That is completely against my value system. I want to. I wanted to work with people who are essentially the world's best kept secret. Most of those are actually industry experts. They come from a corporate background. They've accumulated 10, 15, 20 years of knowledge and wisdom in their area of specialization. And most of those people don't know how to unpack that and then pull it together as a solution. And so when I started to look at this notion around 10,000 hour rule, you know, that it is, there, it actually is a concept. Um, I thought that works for my clients. That's such a great conversation starter because it's my qualification process. Do you have 10,000 hours in your area of specialization? No, I don't. I'm sorry. I can't help you. And the reason is, Clarence, I genuinely can't help them. I can't turn somebody into into a go-to brand if they can't back it up. I just cannot. So maybe other people do. I just don't work in the influencer space. I work with really smart people and I take their inventory and I convert that into a go-to brand. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, so the hours would be experience. You're not looking for, are you, is, are you saying like you don't look for a new business owner? 10,000 hours is a lot of time. So you've got to have yes, but it's in your specialization. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. And it's accumulated knowledge. Like it's not just saying I'm 10,000 hours in one business. It's saying, hey, I've accumulated 10,000 hours in the finance space. I know that that industry inside out. I want to know that because I can use a lot of that inventory in creating a solution. Excellent. Okay. So tell me why systems are so important for someone who wants to brand and build. Because it saves time and also, most importantly, you're building a model that not only can scale but you can version. Now, let's look at the let's, – let's define a system first. What does a system give us? A system starts with a goal, okay? You, you have to have a goal of why you're building a system. A system must uh, be able to have input, output, and a feedback loop. It's very important. So in any business, if we haven't systemized aspects of our business, how do I get the feedback loop, Clarence? For example, in my sales strategy, it's completely systemized. I know exactly what I do on what day, how I do it. There are markers that I have. And for me, at the end of the 30 days, I'm going to look at that inventory, that system that I've put in place, and I'm going to ask myself what worked what didn't work? What do I need to make better? Um, what was a complete flop? What delivered the most strategy calls or clients, etc.? Because if it's not systemized, I can't get the data that I'm looking for to make it better. So the feedback loop is critical, not just in our sales strategy, by the way, it's also critical in the solution that we build, because then you can always version it. I, at the moment, my my coaching program, you know, started off at version one. In some of the modules, we're at version 12.0. If 
Do you see what I mean? So I'm always making it better, not necessarily faster. It's just up to date with where things are at right now. I mean, what worked, for example, on LinkedIn four years ago actually doesn't really work today. Not all aspects, but some aspects. So that needs to be versioned. And so this is another thing that I say to people. You know, systems are awesome because if somebody wants to steal your intellectual property, you know, they've stolen maybe version 2.0, but you may be at version 8.0. So they're selling something that doesn't work anymore. So this is why systems are critical. Excellent. Excellent answer. Okay. So how do you become, how do you stand out um, in such a big digital world that has tons of people now? I think that the key is, Clarence, is to go back to what I was saying before, is understand what your the layers in your lead generation strategy are. Actually, before that, let me just say this. I think we have to define what it is that we do, who it is that we serve, and what it is that we promise. We've got to be very clear on that first and foremost. And the second thing is, is to understand who the buyer is and where they're at in the buying cycle. And the third part is, what are the layers in your lead generation slash sales strategy that's going to get you in front of these people? Because we can't push anymore and we can't react anymore. We have to pull and we have to respond. And I truly believe, Clarence, that we are well and truly above the no like trust mindset in a, in the consumer's mind. I believe we're at the no love buy. I think we've gone way beyond no like trust. I think that we, my clients certainly, just in my experience, you know, they really want to get to know you, then they love you, and they don't don't get on a strategy call or a discovery call, want to have a conversation with you. They're ready to buy. It's a different type of, you know, uh, relationship, I guess, that you're building just through the content that you create on social media, um, you know, making yourself visible in their eyes, specifically where they hang out. So um, how do you take your knowledge, your many hours and all this wisdom and convert it into a coaching business, a high paying, high yielding coaching business? When my clients start working with me, that's their biggest pain point. And But that was my genius zone. And what I recognized in myself is that I can do that with ease and grace. And the key is, Clarence, is to ask the right questions. That's I know it sounds really simplistic, but it actually is that simple. It's to ask the right questions to be able to extract the right answers. So when I'm working with somebody, you know, and they're starting off their coaching program, this is why I spend three hours in an onboarding call because it's what I call the unpacking process. I'm asking the right questions. I'm extracting all the inventory that I need in order to see it literally on a spreadsheet. And I'm looking at it. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, here's this person's experience. Here is Here are their natural gifts and talents. Here are their values. Here is their passion. Here is who they can serve. Here are all these different aspects of this individual. Here is their story. I have to look at all of that inventory and make sure that it matches their story, that it matches their background, that that program, that coaching program, the goal of that, that coaching program that we develop is to ensure that that individual is believable and trustable. That, that's the goal. Because if, if, if somebody comes to me and I'm suddenly selling weight loss solutions, but yet I've been doing personal branding and building online businesses for 20 years, it's going to be a little bit weird, isn't it? Just because I lost 
400 pounds, that doesn't make me a weight loss specialist, right? That just means that I've had an experience that I want to share with the world. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. It's just that if you want to be a go-to expert, you do need some fundamental backups, which is the system. And most importantly, it's, it's it's, it's, it's a system, a solution that anyone can implement that delivers outcomes and results. It can be replicated for one person or for a million people. And and, and, and and I think that moving forward in our economy, there's going to be a massive demand for those type of people. Excellent. Um, let's talk about um, your own personal coaching and did you have mentors that helped you along the way and why do you think mentors and coaches are important? Oh, Clarence, I just absolutely believe in mentorship in in the highest degree. I mean, I don't think, I don't like being isolated. Um, that's one thing that I learned when I left my corporate career and I went transitioned straight into my own business. I had no tribe. I was on my own. I was felt very isolated. It was just, it just not a very good experience. And so I learned from that. And I think that that's one of the biggest reasons why I've built a tribe as in terms of my coaching program, because it's that important for the people that work with me. They're looking to belong to a tribe. So for me today, of course, I'm still massively vested in uh, mentors and coaches, even short-term Clarence, Clarence, even if I wanted to solve one little micro problem and I can't solve it, I'm not prepared to go and read 4,000 books and try and figure it out for myself. I just want to go to the expert, pay what I need to pay, learn it, upgrade my, 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 uh, my inventory, grow and move on. And I think that's what mentorship does. It allows us to grow it allows us to become self-aware. And as I always say, Clarence, awareness is the name of the game. That is the name of the game. So if you're not aware that you're limited or you don't have the knowledge and the wisdom to solve the problem, you're going to be in a pretty bad situation two, five, 10 years down the track if you haven't woken up and said, you know what, I'm not growing here. I'm just rinsing and repeating the same insane information over and over again. No one's challenged me. I haven't opened myself up to new how am I going to grow? Well, you don't grow and you don't become aware. Absolutely. I see. Um, tell me why you believe lead generation and branding, personal branding are kind of two sides of the same coin. Why do you think they're the same? Most people start at lead generation. Most people, I would say 99%. Okay, I want to start a business. The first thing they do is I just got to get a client. If I get a client, everything's going to be okay. And I want to, I want to, just say that that is the worst mindset to have. That is a recipe for absolute disaster because even if you do get a client, it's not going to be sustainable. What we need to do is be very clear on what we stand for. We need to be very clear on what we do. We need to be very clear who we serve. We need to be very clear what we promise. We need to be very, very clear on the solution that we can bring to the table that's outcome and results driven. We need to be able to give people brand experiences so that we stay top of mind and also that we're building our brand signature. And then lead generation should always be the effect of the cause. If you put all of those things in place, you're, you're, you're defining your brand essence, you've building your, you built your system or defined your system even, you've built some amazing digital assets that provides brand experiences. The lead generation is the effect of all of that. And then it becomes very, very easy and effortless to be able to create and produce amazing content on multiple platforms and start to be seen as the go-to expert. And it doesn't take a long time to do that. Okay. So a lot of people, when they first start a business, they 
initially they'll share it with their family first or somebody maybe they're in a relationship with and they usually get pushback. Um, what tips would you give somebody who, who's in that scenario? And were you ever in that scenario when you say, hey, I'm going to break off and do my own thing? Oh, my God, absolutely. And everyone will tell you what what everyone will project onto us their limitation. Okay, so we need to be very clear on this. Again, let me just say that again, awareness is the name of the game. So if you're not aware of other people projecting their shadow onto you, then you're going to take everyone else's information that A, has never built a business, B, most likely has never made seven figures in their life, C, doesn't actually understand the trials and tribulation of being a black sheep and doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing. So what are we doing? We're taking advice from people that have never been where we want to go bad decision already. But yet 99% of people do that. Oh, I better listen to my parents because they care about me, blah, blah, blah. I can't listen to my parents if they've never been down this journey. It's just going to be a waste of my time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will project their shadow onto us. And because we want to belong to a tribe and we want to be seen as like normal, like everybody doing what everybody else is doing and to belong and feel like we're not being judged, we're going to take that advice and we're going to go down a path which essentially is a dead end. What I'm saying is when you're aware and you understand that your mind virus, of course, is going to also be on the other side of the coin saying, oh, are you sure? You know, maybe you shouldn't do that. You know, that's a big scary, you know, and keep you stuck and play into this 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 environment, this, this mindset and this ex- life experience that's very, very limiting and unfulfilling, which is why we have midlife crisis everywhere. So what we have to do is we have to discern the difference between the mind giving us false information and direction and other people giving us false information and direction based on their projections. What we have to do is ask ourselves very pragmatic questions. Do I really want this? Can I do it? Do I have all of the moving parts in place to get me to step two? So most people start a business and they want to become millionaires in 24 hours. What I say to my clients who are transitioning out of very senior corporate roles is you ain't going to do that. You ain't not going to build and become a seven-figure entrepreneur overnight. What you need to do is you need to take micro steps, build your contingency plan alongside your corporate job for now. Because you you do not want to cut the cord, leave your corporate job, and then build this amazing business and there's no clients. You'll actually be depressed. So what we need to do is build the contingency plan, make all the implementations, which could take three, six, nine, 12 months, depending on how fast you want to go. But you can see your fruits of labor coming to fruition, which keeps you motivated. And you've learned a lot along the way. And you're doing it incrementally. You're, you're easing yourself into it. And then when you're ready to flip the switch, Things will start manifesting just organically and naturally that will make you feel that you can do this. So this notion of, you know, uh, just cutting the cord and just, you know, becoming a millionaire overnight, I wish that people would stop selling that because it's absolutely couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Uh, Slow and steady, obviously, and a lot of mistakes, which is why the mentorship and the coaching is important. So if people want to work with you, how do they find you and what is the process if someone wants to go to work with you and get their brand where it needs to be? Please feel free to reach out to me. Um, go to my website, maryhendersoncoaching.com, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, my personal Facebook page or Instagram, Mary Henderson Coaching. Um, book a free coaching call with me, maryhendersoncoaching.com slash apply. Um, and just reach out to me. Um, I'm totally approachable. Hopefully people get that from this conversation today. 
but it's I'm passionate about transformation, Clarence. At the end of the day, that's what I want to see in our world. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing with the audience. Um, my audience is those people who got into their 40s, maybe been in corporate America, maybe been married, maybe want to do something, have an idea and a vision. So people like you help. And again, I am not the expert. So when I saw you, I said, I got to have her on because she knows how to do what these folks want to do. So um, very cool. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I got a lot out of it myself. Mary Henderson, go to www.maryhendersoncoaching.com if you'd like a free coaching call from her to see if she can take your brand to the next level. I like to bring different guests on who are offering people like myself, like you, who want to take their brand or their logo or whatever it is, their presence to the next level. All right, guys, as always... Reach out, info at coachclarence.com. If you have mortgage needs, teamcferguson.com for all your mortgage stuff. And I will see you next time. Peace.